Hello. Hi. <laughs> How goes? It's good. Mike, would it be fair to say that I'm sort of busting with the holiday spirit? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> our we got everything up. Our home is holidayed. It is. Which is why we're here today. And we've already watched a few Hallmark slash Lifetime terrible Christmas movies. We've watched some really bad ones, which isn't unique to our holiday experience, but... No, it's part of... It's part of... Because so the magic of Christmas. Would you say that we don't honor Christmas until after Thanksgiving officially? Like we don't right. we don't yes, put yes. up we don't put up holiday decorations until right. after Thanksgiving, and it's kind of a tradition for us to go shopping for a tree and take yeah. out all the Christmas stuff yes. after Thanksgiving. Yes. But we do start watching holiday films prior to Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Just because there's such a vast amount of them, and they're just really easy to have on. Yeah, because they're all like bullshit. They're all bad. They all do the same things. Some of them are better than others. It's hilarious. But for the most part, they're all pretty terrible. Yeah, if you're looking for just a really good time, all of those movies are a really good time. <laughs> yeah, we just recently watched a movie called Mistletoe and Menorahs. Which <laughs> it was terrible. was so bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just you get... You have all your classic Hallmark Lifetime movie moments. You can kind of do like a bingo card of like, yeah, is she from the big city? Yeah. Check. Does uh, that guy wear plaid? <laughs> absolutely check. Is he wearing a vest at yeah. any point? Yes. And it's Does usually- he have boots? <laughs> do they open the movie with a B-roll of a city? Oh, that's that's always, that's with, how you know you're watching. With like CGI uh, snow falling from the ground. Mm. Or it's just from, like from the ground, or it's just <laughs> from the ground. The snow is falling up, and yes, that is a yeah. a hallmark. That, no that is a hallmark of a hallmark of hallmark films. <laughs> yeah, or it's just sort of like white stuffing that's stapled on to the yeah, ground. Yeah, that's. Or I remember we watched one where it was like they put they put like f- some sort of fluff underneath what looked like it was covered up by white garbage bags. Yeah. Blankets. Oh man, that was something hey, you know, else. They got small budgets. They got to crank those things out. They put like 30 a year out. New ones. Yeah, they they shoot those in two weeks, probably edit it in another two, and then <laughs> yeah, and then they're done. Make up a name. Yeah. Some of them have, shoot two, it, have two names. They shoot it in June. Oh, yeah. Great yeah. stuff. But we're not here to talk about Hallmark or Lifetime, unfortunately. Unfortunately. We are here to take you at DCOM Novice through the canon of Disney films. That's correct. One of which includes the film that we are about to watch today. And it's holiday themed? It's holiday themed. Ooh. There aren't that many Christmas specific DCOMs, okay. but this is one that that we we definitely have to include and given this season it's a must so very good grab your snow boots and favorite christmas ornament because today oh. we are watching the ultimate christmas present whoa tonight these girls have the perfect plan for christmas the weather machine is missing until it snowballed out of control the los angeles area is experiencing snow Tonight, the important thing right now is to stop this storm. Disney unwraps the ultimate Christmas present. This is so out of control. Send in the elves. Elves. Do you have a problem with that? A Disney Channel original movie, the ultimate Christmas present. Tonight at 8, 7 central on Disney Channel. That sounds fun. It is fun. It is a favorite. It's a favorite of mine. I think I really liked it because it was Christmas themed and... Uh Is this one better than a Hallmark or a Lifetime movie? Hmm. Do you remember? It's hard to say because I remember really enjoying it in the ways that I remember really enjoying other DCOMs, which Uh is like the movie in and of itself. I remember the general beats, but what I remember most is like very specific things Mm. about the, the way that they operate certain things and the just the way that they are and i don't know i'm trying really i'm speaking in very broad strokes here because i just i don't want to ruin too much especially because you haven't looked at the poster right you obviously do know the name it Uh is the ultimate christmas present and yeah i was kind of going back and forth between two different poster options okay and i landed on one that feels a little bit more unhinged than the other which is okay 
Always a little bit more fun. So we're going for the unhinged. We're going for the unhinged. I'll, I'll send you the other one too, just so you have it, but uh-huh. we'll start here. Okay, I am looking at the poster now. It is predictably a thumbnail that I can't see anything. So hold on, <laughs> let me zoom. Okay, the ultimate Christmas present. Los Angeles. A little sun, a little fun, and this Christmas, a lot of snow. <laughs> Proximate rhyme. <laughs> Yikes. Um, okay. We call that a haiku? Yes. Yes. It says here that it premiered on Friday, December 1st, whenever that was. And so the graphic, we have Santa Claus in the middle. There's uh, three people up top. Santa Claus is in the middle, or so I think it is. Mm. Um, and then the two guys on either side of Santa have hats. And Santa appears to be holding a snow globe with three children in it. Mm-hmm. and it's snowing in there and it looks like palm trees in the background. So this is definitely Los Angeles and it's snowing in Los Angeles, I'm guessing. We have a white girl in red earmuffs. We have a BIPOC girl on the left. Does she look familiar to you at all? <laughs> Not in this thumbnail. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I hesitate to say Right, who you don't want to get be. canceled. I do not want to get canceled. Fair enough. And then on the right, there looks to be a white kid with a snowball, and there's like a little snowman in the background. I'm guessing that the white kids are related. So we have a we have a sister and a brother, and then a friend, maybe a neighborhood friend, and they live in Los Angeles. I'm guessing because palm trees and it's snowing, and there's a snowman. So I don't. And it really, does say Los Angeles, a little sun, say, a little fun, a little fun, <laughs> and this Christmas a lot of snow. So the ultimate Christmas. I'm guessing these kids live in LA. They've never, they've always wanted a real Christmas uh, the way that they see on the movies with it's snowing, it's cold. They get to wear, you know, uh, winter coats and play in the snow and make snowballs and make snowmen. And then through the magic of Santa and these two guys with hats, they make it snow. They make it blizzard in LA. Okay. And that's all. I have no idea Is, after that. Here, do you want, I'll send you the other version that's okay. a little less bizarre. Okay, I'm looking at the other version now. The two dudes and Santa are all there. So all the characters are still there. Now that I look at it, this is a little bit clearer. The, the little boy kid, he looks familiar. Where do I know him from? I was going to ask if he looked familiar and if the girl in the purple looks any more or less familiar to you. Okay, I'm zooming in. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No idea. But the you the, will you will know them when the we weird watch the movie. Redheaded kid looks familiar. Yeah, he would. Okay. All right. Also, Santa looks familiar. I don't know who that is. Okay. Yeah. So some people may or may not be familiar. And I still don't know what the hell this movie is about. But it is about Christmas. It is about Christmas. There probably is an, an unending amount of fake snow. Oh, yes. I can't um, wait. And Fulfill f- my Hallmark dr- dreams. Yeah. F- and Lifetime. And Lifetime, yes. Yeah. So and as, as most Disney Channel originals often do, there's lots of hijinks and... Uh, you know, chaos ensues. Great. And well, I can't wait. Uh, it's going to be fun. This will be fun. This will be a nice break from the Hallmark Lifetime films that mm-hmm. we've been watching. Mm-hmm. While it might not be any better in quality, it will be a vibe. <laughs> and with that. And we will be taking notes. And we will be taking notes. So with that, we will remove ourselves from these microphones. Very good. And turn the turn the film on. So the ultimate the ultimate Christmas present. <laughs> That's let's an inside do it. joke. Uh, let's do it. So we'll, we're going to watch it and then we will get back to our hot takes. Yeah. So how just now that we've watched it, how do you feel like this holds up to to the Hallmark lifetimes? I think this measures up quite well with how dumb those movies are. Yeah, it's an interesting one because it has all of the all of the wackiness of, very wacky. of a decom, but also all of the <laughs> dumb shit that you get from a Hallmark or a Lifetime. Yes. So it, I mean, this movie contains multitudes. Yes, yeah, it has um, everything one might want. Yeah, I enjoyed it for that because you know, tis the season we watch these dumb movies. Mm-hmm. And for that, I appreciated it. Yeah, but this one you actually had to pay attention to. Yes, and I took notes. Usually we're just sort of 
Um, <laughs> like, like laughing at it. Or not even, we're like half watching, half like looking at Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, true. That's so we were not, we were not given that gift during this movie. <laughs> it was not the ultimate Christmas present. No, no, of ours. not to us. Yeah. Not to us. So you, 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 you kind of nailed the plot. You said there was a sister and brother and a neighborhood friend, which is true, and that they always wanted a real Christmas and to play in the snow and, you know, wear coats <laughs> because they live in L.A. and they don't get to have Christmas. And that is sort of true. They, yeah. they ultimately, they use the snow machine in an effort to avoid going to school. Yes. Which is something that I absolutely would do. Yes. At that age. Absolutely. Um, I wrote then, that down. Yeah, you said through the magic of Santa, they make it Blizzard in LA, <laughs> which is kind of true. It is, because he built the thing. He built the robot. Yeah, yeah. And the whole robot machine of it all is is an interesting conceit from a physics perspective. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's yeah, magic. There's, there's magic. There, it's, but it all it's also battery operated. <laughs> yeah. So is he it magic? Did not use the Evermarys. I guess the Evermarys are technically magical batteries. Yeah. If we're if we're gonna if we're gonna be literal about it. But yeah, I need a I need a set of Evermarys for everything in the house. I know. Where can we get Evermarys um, on the dark web? <laughs> yeah. From uh, NorthPole.com. Sa- yeah, Santa's nasty little workshop.com. <laughs> you have to verify that you're 21 and over. Yeah. <laughs> And whether Adults or not, only. yeah, whether or not you're naughty or nice. <laughs> That's awesome. That's the captcha. Yeah, like, oh no. Well, today I was a little naughty, but I was also a little bit nice. It says, identify all the boobs, <laughs> and then you're like, oh no. Which of these is a bulge? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that was pretty naughty. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay. Well, yeah, I think from my from my memory this some of this I remembered, some of it I don't. I definitely remembered the huge elves and of course the the weather machine and just kind of all of the crazy hijinks that happens when they turn it on and they're mm. in the in their room and you know, something about the weather machine also ta- tactilely I enjoyed as a Ooh. as a youth. Yeah. Um but yeah, just the general chaos, which is sort of the 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 takeaway that I remember with most of these movies because so, they all have chaos. When when you were a kid and this came on, did you just watch it once? Was it just on once or did you like rewatch it? I remember watching it several times. Okay. Okay. Like seasonally, mm-hmm. you know? Probably I've seen it probably two or three times. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's not one that I'm like as intimately familiar with, I suppose, but it definitely it is, is seasonal. Is one that I remember. Yeah. yeah. They they didn't like you know, have it on. They probably did in Christmas in July. I would assume. Oh, I can't. Did they do Christmas in July on uh, Disney Channel? I can't verify that, okay. but it seems like something they would do. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the movie. So usually, I just pull like the Google synopsis and tweak it a little bit. Yeah. But this is actually an IMDb review that I I think kind of sums up the movie in a in a nice way. So I'm just going to read this review from IMDb. Very good. Here we go. This movie was pretty entertaining and enjoyable. It's not a perfect movie, but it's good enough to get you into the Christmas spirit. It's about two girls who find a machine that belongs to Santa Claus and it controls the weather. The girls take it and reveal it can make rain, sun, wind, tornadoes, and even snow, which is perfect (laughs) because she has a paper due the last day before Xmas vacation. So they try out the machine and the next thing they know, it's snowing in Los Angeles. Now the snowstorm has stopped her dad from getting home for, for Christmas and the holiday spirit begins to crumble unless she can stop the machine with the help of Santa and his two elves. This movie has plenty of fun and can be enjoyed by your whole family. Get some cookies and eggnog <laughs> while watching this and you should get into the Christmas spirit. Seven out of ten. Oh, okay. Well, and thank you, reviewer. <laughs> thank you, reviewer. I'm sorry I didn't write down the name, but who cares? So a couple fun facts. I don't know if you noticed this, but... When when Santa and his elves are trying to find the person who stole the weather machine, yes, um, they are searching for children, girls with a size, a specifically <laughs> sized foot. Yes, um, so they size apparently seven. have a freaky ass list of <laughs> <laughs> of tween little girls in, in their shoes in L.A. and their feet. <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> fucking creep and so they're trying to find uh the culprit based on the shoe size uh-huh. and due to copyright the song secret agent man 
was removed from that sequence. Oh. But they still, so they play the instrumental music. Yes. But they still have the subtitles on. Oh, like, because we were watching we with were subtitles. Wa- okay. I, I don't saw know. If- Secret Agent Man. Okay come up and i was like that is not secret agent man yeah it's like a it's like a shitty instrumental version yeah, it's music. of it it's music absolutely so then also something that i didn't notice but what i discovered in my research is when the text appears antarctic weather station um antarctica is spelled without an a <laughs> so that's wait, a bit wait, of, bit the of, first a yeah uh second the last a so that's a bit of a flub oh okay. it just says antarctic instead of antarctica Oh, okay. Well, at least it didn't say Antarctica. <laughs> and thank God for that. That would have been a really big miss. Where's the QA team? And so also no evergreen forests occur naturally in Los Angeles. Um, right. There's a lot of evergreen forests uh, happening is. in this movie. Evergreen forests. I thought that was part of the Christmas magic. Uh, ah. sh- sure. Somehow they're in <laughs> Oregon. <laughs> yeah. And they're really... So yeah, there's... There, it's not a highly populated area with evergreens, right? In in the LA area, and then lastly, Allie's family's address is three one eight South Central Avenue. I looked this up. You did, I so did. you know that it's right in the middle of downtown LA. It's in Compton. It's in Compton. Yeah, I'm looking at the Zillow right now. It's a two bedroom, one bath, seven hundred forty one square feet, and its estimated market value is four hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's it. Yeah, it's a qu- quite a small home compared to the home that they show. Yeah. Yeah, so apparently it's in Compton. Wow. Okay. Yeah, really that, good. I don't know much about Compton, but that didn't that didn't read as Compton to me. <laughs> Their neighborhood? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not. <laughs> um yeah, they they look to be in a pretty just generic suburban Suburbia. I don't know where sure. that would be in LA. Like I, I don't know enough about LA. I don't either. Like LA is just a bunch of large cities put together into one. Into one. It's to very, me, it's yeah. very stressful to be in LA. It is. Honestly, it is. I like being in LA for about three days, four days maybe. I don't even know if I like being in LA. Hot take. Sorry. Oh, sorry, LA. It's just very overwhelming. It, it makes is. Me sound like a sound like a fucking country bumpkin, but like <laughs> <laughs> it's the reason why. Would you prefer the North Pole? No, oh. it's the reason why I moved to Austin because it's like a a very reasonable city. Yes, you can get around. It's easy to get around. Everything's pretty manageable, and yeah, it's just it's, it's just, just easier. It's easier. It's easier to get around. Yeah, no New York or LA for me. Just a a, a mid sized city gal. <laughs> doing my best <laughs> i mean we both are you yeah know? it's true you're a mid-sized city gal as well yeah <laughs> work <laughs> work okay so let's talk about the internet ways in so first we have lottie the critic gave this two stars on letterboxd oh my god i remember loving this movie as a kid i was so excited to rewatch but it's so ass it was <laughs> It was so wacky and unserious. Every time the Lizzie McGuire mom and her chef partner came on, I got more and more confused. The main character was annoying and a bad friend. And the weatherman villain was so ridiculous. Brenda Song is still queenie, which she is. Agree. And then uh, a review from Amazon. They need to sell this on DVD HD. (laughs) This is a fun, wonderful movie that my daughters love every year on TV. And I'm very disappointed that it is not sold on a DVD format. (laughs) I guess I'll just have to record it and make my own DVD for my kids. Oh, please do that. Whoever that is. Yeah. Um, do it. Do it. Even though it's on Disney Plus now. Do it. <laughs> yeah. That was from from like 10 years ago or something or maybe even more. I hope she did it. Um, he or she did it. Yeah. And then lastly, the title of this review is Children Movie for Younger Kids. Uh, review on Amazon. I recommend this for kids. I enjoyed this movie when younger. Upon second viewing as an adult, it was really not very good. Like that sentence. <laughs> The gems I find on these things, you I know, tell you what. Reviews. Reviews. People are They're funny. never not funny. And I'm always able to find... I mean, some are better than others in terms of festive reviews, but this one this one had some... People are crazy on reviews. People are just crazy in general That's and, true. And on That's the internet. True. And then you put them, put them in front of a keyboard and they start doing things. It's Ooh, crazy. Yeah. Really rough. Okay. So... Let's talk about what worked. Okay. What worked for me? Brenda Song. Kind of fun to see her. I didn't know that she... So when did you... Because I, I remember I had asked you if you recognized her from the poster. I did not recognize her from the poster. Because it was so 
small it was so and small and pixelated and I didn't want to get canceled. Sure. Yeah, Brenda Song. So yeah, this came out five years before Stuck in the Suburbs. Right. So she's a which lot. Which is the last time we saw her. Yeah, that she's a lot younger then. She looks really young in this movie. Yeah, she It's does. hard to believe that Stuck in the Suburbs was only five years later, but I guess that makes sense. She's yeah. like, I guess, 11 or so in this movie. Wow. Yeah. And then, you know, that's a big jump. Does she have a credit earlier than this? Is this like her first thing? Oh, yeah. She was, her first acting credit is a TV show called Thunder Alley, 1994 to 1995. Wow. And then her second credit is a TV show called Fudge. <laughs> Should we watch that? I don't know. It has a 7.1 rating on IMDb. Well, that's pretty good. So maybe. I've never heard of that show. But yeah, so she she had done quite a few things. She was on one episode of Mad TV in which she was a trick-or-treater. Nice. So yeah, crushing it. Yeah, no, she's great. I really loved her. A thing that worked really well for me and that I have many visceral memories of is just the pure joy of learning that school is closed. Yeah. And now you can just, I'm going to sound old, but now you can just look it up on the internet. But when we were younger, the stakes were a lot higher because the only way you could learn that information was via the TV. And yeah. you have to sit and watch the little scroll thing to yes. see if, you're, if yeah. your school was on that list. Yeah, which is funny because in this movie, the newscaster was like just saying Announcing. it aloud. And yeah. I was like, no, you need to put the graphic up because that's... Yeah, put it on the Chiron. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're like staring for our school on that thing. So since you grew up in Oklahoma, I mean, there's obviously like tornadoes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But what was the reason why your school would get canceled? Um, yeah, we would get snow. We would get ice... Okay. More yeah. than snow, probably. That makes sense. So that scenario, it would like rain really hard, and then the temperature would go down, and the, it's just icy roads and stuff. So Oklahoma is chaotic. Uh, Oklahoma is chaotic weather-wise. I talk about like the weatherman cutting in on whatever show that you were really looking forward to watching, and then mm. all of a sudden you have to watch the fucking radar for a half an hour. Look, I s still understand that it's very important, but at that time, you there was no other way to see that TV show. You you sat your ass down on Thursday. At and seven if you missed it, you missed it. If you missed it, you missed it. And in the springtime, when the tornadoes and stuff would come come by, like, yeah, I would miss maybe a quarter of every episode. Episodes of the OC right out the window. Yeah. like, <laughs> And then they're not going to rerun it. So I just missed one. How That's will not... you know what happens to Misha Barton? <laughs> what happened to Misha Barton now? She died. Or oh. not in real life. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> The OC. God. They killed her off. It was breaking very, news. That was a big, a big deal. Oh. When they killed Misha Barton, it was like, why? But probably for the best. Because after she died, I feel like that show really kind of went downhill. She got out at the right time. Maybe. Yeah. Good for her. Good for her. I also wrote down, Dad doesn't know what size or what shoe size his daughter is. I wrote I wrote this in what worked and also in cancelable offenses. Yes. Because clueless dads are sort of of era. Very true. And so, he was very clueless. Very clueless and just completely... I mean, it's part of the movie that he's sort of absentee. <laughs> I don't get the sense that he's an absentee father, but he's just like a bit of a doof, you know? And then I also have down here, in terms of what worked, even though the hard pivot to Sam talking about her dead dad is very jarring... <laughs> Yes. Brenda Song does do a very nice job of acting in that she scene. She does, and she tears up. She tears up, and it, and she has a, a good sad face. Yes, she um, did the most heavy lifting. It's interesting acting to wise. yeah, it's interesting to see her in Stuck in the Suburbs, and then now because I remember we had remarked on how much better of an actor she is than her scene partner in Stuck in the Suburbs. Yes. And, and I would agree with in this movie in too. In this movie as well. Yes. Make her the lead. Yeah. Well, you couldn't make an Asian girl the lead back then. Wait. I know. Well. Really sad. Mm. Um, one thing that held up for me, not, this is what I wrote down. We will stop at nothing to figure out a way not to do schoolwork. I really enjoyed how Allie, instead of like really hunkering down, Samantha's always like the voice of reason, mm -hmm. but Allie just does not want to do the paper. She mentions at one point, which I, I will get to later, she like kind of ad-libs with the teacher like what her paper is about. I thought that paper sounded great. It sounded great, which I, I will get to and what left us wondering. But oh, okay. yeah, so I just remember being that age, having schoolwork or homework that I had to do and just the overwhelming procrastination that oh. comes through my body. I'm like, yeah, I will do whatever the fuck. 
Um, before doing homework. I was recently reminded because somebody in our company Slack had asked if there were any ideas for like easy, low-key science projects for like younger kids. Mm. And it reminded me of, I think I was in seventh grade and we had to do a science project and I just didn't, (laughs) like I never started it. And literally the night before I told my mom, I was like, I have this science project due, like a science fair, pro- uh-huh. like a present, a whole, like, like a whole thing, a whole thing. You have to make the board and, the- and actually do the experiment. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to like go to fucking Rite Aid at 9 PM. I'm not even joking. 9 get, PM. I mean, maybe it was earlier, but it felt later to me <laughs> and to go get like the board for the presentation. And I just faked the entire science fair project. Wow. Whole, it was your first acting job. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of how I got through school was just <laughs> being creative and a good actor kind of because you had to submit your proposal for your science project before you did it. So mine was about how dog and cat saliva was cleaner than human <laughs> saliva. And okay. so we like faked all these like Petri dishes and like, yeah, it was a whole yeah, thing. What was your plan to, did you plan to actually do this? Oh, I'm sure I did. But it didn't happen. No. So we still don't know whether or not... My hypothesis was that a dog and cat mouths were, in fact, cleaner. And I just made it be that way. Hell yeah. (laughs) Really good. Bullshit. I was a nerd, and we did all sorts of science fair... So this is a school project you can actually get behind. Like, the ones that you cared about. The ones that I cared about, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I made like electric motors. I tested like different gauge copper wire and whether or not that would conduct more electricity to spin the motor. Wow. Faster. Did it? That was, yes. So you, you use larger gauge copper. It will spin the motor faster. Did you win the science fair? I won one year and I got a runner up the second year. Wow. Very sciencey. Yeah. Uh, another thing that held up for me, for as silly as this movie was, it was a, like a decent adventure movie and it didn't drag. And yeah. I'll, I'll give it that. I mean, it's less than 90 minutes. Yeah. We really, it, it really moved. got through it real yeah. fast. And then one decent stunt was the weatherman flying into a vat of chocolate off a snowmobile. And also when he falls off the roof. Oh, yes. That was a good That was stunt actually too. pretty good. Yeah. So a couple good stunts. Yeah. Um, but other than that, not a lot going on. Yeah. I didn't write a ton in here. Every, I would say the lion chair of my notes are in what left us wondering. The last thing I will say in what worked is I really liked Santa. You liked Santa? Oh. You didn't like Santa? Well, my first bullet in what didn't hold up is Santa is not a lovable guy. He's kind of a creep. Okay. So I think initially... Santa is weird. But yes. then towards the end, he's kind of like a therapist type figure to Edwin, the the weatherman. Yeah. And I don't know. I get I get what you're saying. There are some weird things that happen with him and, and Allie, the, the, the younger protagonist. Yeah, yeah. Our, our younger protagonist. I don't know. I've seen creepier Santas. I have seen creepier Santas, but So maybe that's what I'm gauging it off. Every of. time, you know, you make a new movie, you write a Santa. You find an actor, you have a, you know, you have an opportunity to make Santa not creepy. And what do you do? You make Santa Always creepy. creepy. Always Santa, creepy. Santa, though, I mean, I don't know that this is a hot take, but I think that Santa is inherently a sort of creepy figure. I think he's a creepy figure. Yeah. I, maybe that's not a hot take. I mean, you know, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Yeah. Santa's got fucking CCTV, which we see at the very end of this movie. You are number 263 on my Los Angeles naughty girl list. I wrote that down. <laughs> That's right. Like, okay, he does oh. say that. And that that is cringe. <laughs> and he also has for some reason documented the the foot size of all the <laughs> all the young women in in LA in the world, I assume. <sighs> oh man. Yeah. So, I guess you're right. He didn't hold up. I guess he I I'm basing this off of just the very end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Kind of I'm yeah. uh he tries re- to make recency bias yeah. there, I suppose. I also wrote down uh, yeah, the dad is like such a dud. He is a dud. Of a human and of an actor. Yes. Are, said, were all his lines ADR? I, I can't tell. I don't know what's going on. He's, I don't know. I wrote down actor playing the dad sucks. Also, <laughs> the actor playing Blake sucks. Oh, God. God, he's terrible. I mean, I'm glad that we only see Blake for a very short moment. So Blake yeah. is the crush of Allie, our lead, our lead girl. Yeah. And part of the reason why they're wanting to, to, to make the snow machine 
have the snowstorm or whatever <laughs> is so they can make it to Blake's party on Christmas Day. Oh, his party was on Christmas Day? Yes. Also, uh, brother Joey mentioned that he has a baseball tournament on Christmas Day and then it was never revisited. <laughs> I don't know. That, well, didn't, that didn't hold up. They couldn't do it because of the snow. <laughs> Speaking of Joey, he's like literally the fucking worst. He is. He's so do you recognize that actor, Spencer Breslin? I recognize his face, but I couldn't place him. So he is the assistant to the head elf in the Santa Claus 2. Ah, uh, yes. And he's in many other things. He's yes. done a lot of Disney stuff, but... Um, he's a lot better in that. <laughs> much better. Much less annoying because he's an adult. Right. He's like literally throwing tantrums every 15 seconds in this movie. And I literally wanted to punch him yeah santa at one point says you know pleased to meet you joey and i thought who would ever be pleased to meet that piece of shit (laughs) i just i found him so insufferable yeah he he was pretty bad yeah so dad and brother both suck i also wrote down mom dresses like a 2000s sale at talbot's (laughs) i couldn't i couldn't quite place what her wardrobe was but it's very specific well it's funny because she is also the mom in lizzie mcguire Oh, and she's wearing a, a lot of she's dressed literally like the mom in Lizzie McGuire. OK, her hair is less bad <laughs> somehow in this movie than it is like. Oh, it's worse. It's, in Lizzie it's worse than Lizzie McGuire. She's got it all like twisted back and spiked into like clips kind of all the time. It's very upsetting. Is it part of the Lizzie McGuire thing? Like, yeah, it's kind of the fashion on that show is particularly sort of wacky and outrageous. Like. Mm. Lizzie wears the craziest things. Her friend Miranda is also, she's supposed to be like a little bit like punk or alt or something. And so she's got. Uh, punk or alt or something. Punk or alt or something. So she's got an interesting sense of fashion on that show. Shall we move into what left us wondering? Because I think that it. there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack here. Yes. So again, back to Blake. <laughs> What 13-year-old has a party on Christmas Day? I don't know. We had Christmas parties, you know, in the season, right? But never, never within like a week of actual Christmas. Yeah, like, I mean, if you're that age, even if you're an adult, like, who's throwing a Christmas Day party? I don't know. Just that is just nonsense. Yeah. Maybe it's an L.A. thing. Oh, maybe it is an L.A. thing. Actually, maybe that could be part of it. (laughs) Listeners in LA, tell us uh, if it was common for you to have parties. Yes, please. In, on, or around Christmas and how soon. Please let us know. Please. So when the movie opens, it's very clearly stated that it is three days before Christmas. And they say they have one more day before Christmas break. So they go to school on the 23rd. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. They must. We have uh, nieces and nephews in school. Mm -hmm. Do you know when they break for... For Christmas? I want to say it's like a week before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No one goes to school the day before Christmas Eve. That's no. crazy. You usually get like two weeks, right? You, you I think break you a week do, before yeah. and then you get that week. And then you come uh, back after New Year's. Come back like very soon after New Year's where wherever it falls on the calendar. Sometimes it's like January 3rd. Yeah. Something like that. Even your sister was saying that they got the first week of January off too. Man, decadent. They <sighs> better finish those papers. Yeah, I know. Kids don't know how good they have it. No, they don't. Okay. One thing that left me wondering, which I referred to earlier. So Allie has to write this paper that she's procrastinating. And she told her teacher that she was uh, working on it. And she kind of like ad-libbed what it's about. And she said, it's about William Shakespeare writing something called A Tale of Two Pickles. And I thought to myself, what do you think that's about? If William Shakespeare wrote something called A Tale of Two Pickles, what would it be? Well, so the the whole idea is that Shakespeare time travels to present day in her in her story right. or okay. whatever. And yes. no one believes that that he is Shakespeare so he has to find a job working at a fast food restaurant. <laughs> so I have to imagine that he was inspired by the burger making process. Maybe it's sort of about um But are the two pickles like two people? Here's what I think. Okay. So we open on a pickle factory. <laughs> And go on. They're they're I don't know how the process of making, you know, <laughs> sphered pickles work. Uh-huh. But imagine that, you know, one pick there's like a machine that cuts a whole pickle into sliced pickles. Into medallions. Into medallions. There you go. 
and half of the pickle goes into one jar and half of it goes into another. Uh-huh. And so there's sort of like long lost, it's lost the, its other half. Oh. And so what if one half becomes medallions and then the other half becomes spears? <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. So it's sort of like, like, uh, Romeo and Juliet in that way. Yeah. Sort of like warring They don't families. like each other. Yeah. Spears and medallions do yeah. not get along. <laughs> Look at those flat motherfuckers. <laughs> what is it? Look at those dumbasses. When you fry them, they just fall right out. <laughs> I mean, I will spears. say that a fried pickle is much better in a medallion than it is in a, in a spear. Yes. Although they figured it out the Almo Draft House. <laughs> They did, yeah. Those pickle spears are legit. No, they used to fall out, though. But somehow, through the magic of science, movie making. Yeah. Yeah. There's always magic at the movies. <laughs> and that's true for the pickles as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, and then I, I had written down here, um, LOL, Santa is at his summer cabin three days before Christmas. Yeah. What is he doing there? They kind of explain that, but not really. Do they? Uh, at some point later on, they're like, what are you doing in the summer cabin, Santa? And yeah. he's like, sometimes it just gets too distracting at the North Pole. And he kind of like gestures towards the two oh, the um, elves, the seven foot tall elves that okay. he has. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah. Wha- what a weird to do it that soon before Christmas is sort of chaotic. Santa, I'm sorry. It is. It's very chaotic. Like get it together. Maybe he's really out there so he can spy on all these Naughty LA girls. <laughs> In their feet. Oh, God. <laughs> Santa, get out of here. Another thing that left me wondering so there's several scenes where they're like shoveling snow and it's blustery and blizzardy. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, how much fake snow did they use? It's a lot. Every, like the whole street. Everything in the distance, fake snow. And At then, one point, I was like, are they actually somewhere where it's where it's snowing? And I was like, no, they're not. Because no. you can tell that it's fake snow like that's falling on them. Yeah. So then I was like, wow, they really pumped it out for to get the whole street. Um, and it's huge piles of every, snow. Yeah, every house like across the street in the background. They're throwing snowballs. It's crazy. Um, A lot of fake snow. Yeah, and I did write down, so does Santa control the weather? And not technically. He he doesn't control the weather. His little robot does. Well, <laughs> so he he made a machine to basically make it snow, to make everyone calm down and appreciate, appreciate it. the yeah. magic of Christmas. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, sure. But why would then the machine make rain and tornadoes and yeah. earthquakes. Oh. What does that have to what do is, with what does Christmas? Santa have up his sleeve? I think he's trying to kill everyone. He's he's um oh, he's, he's the like bringer Th- of the apocalypse. He's kind of like a Thanos-esque entity. I like this one better. Yeah. yeah. Santa is Thanos. Which is why he's so creepy. All up in people's business. He's creating a robot that will make tornadoes and floods and stuff. Yeah. But also, so when he's fixing the snow machine towards the end, or the weather machine rather, it's broken and out of batteries and in the midst of him fixing it it's still actively snowing outside so i had a lot of questions about the physics of the weather machine like is it is that just Once you get it going it just uh, it just that's just yeah. run off it's wet from, it's, it's weather it's, and, it's that, weather. And, and that's weather baby <laughs> and i've always said that <laughs> okay so i have one small one so when Allie was talking about how her dad got her mom like a charm bracelet and gets her charms every year for Christmas. That's, you know, that's like their little tradition. I thought to myself, are charm bracelets still a thing? My mom has a charm bracelet. It was a thing like in the 2000s. Yeah. But like, what about now? Who knows? I say again, my mom has a charm charm bracelet. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think it's like of a generation kind of a thing. Sure. Like the Talbots. The Talbot. My mom loves Talbots. Well, there you go. She's taken me shopping there many times. I remember going there one time and my mom buying me like a cropped red jacket. Oh. Because uh, I don't know that I've talked about this on the podcast, but I think I've said it to you before that my mom dressed my sister and I like Republican senators. (laughs) (laughs) And so my first day of middle school. And Talbots is the place. And Talbots is the place if you want to dress like a a Republican senator. (laughs) Because my mom, so my first day of sixth grade, I had gone from 
going to Catholic school, kindergarten through fifth grade, to then sixth grade, going to the public school. And then after that, going to the Republican school. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, no, not technically, but I'm sure there are plenty of Republicans there. But my, my outfit on my first day of sixth grade was like a tweed skirt with kitten heels. Like, oh my gosh. I like I thought that was cool. Or I don't know, I just thought like my only That's how people dress. My only frame well no, people were not dressing. I was dressing like that. <laughs> my only frame of reference was like television. And so like I just thought that's what people wore to school cuz I went to school wearing a uniform. So I show up to the first day of fucking 6th grade in a tweed skirt and kitten heels. Someone was ready to do homework. Well, I was ready to vote for President Bush. <laughs> Clearly. A framed picture of Cheney on your desk. (laughs) (laughs) You guys ever heard of Dick Cheney? What a guy. (laughs) Okay, my last one, what left me wondering. So is the ultimate Christmas present just their dad coming home? That's the ultimate Christmas present? He decided to travel three days before Christmas. It's his fault. And then he doesn't call sometimes he calls and he's like "Ah, i don't know you know well i mean he's calling but he's just not there you know disney channel original movies have some kind of like unwritten rule that all the dads either have to be dead or just absentee just not around just not around um yeah i mean he was in san francisco busy selling his website (laughs) bones for (laughs) bowser.com buy your dog bones online yeah all right. Cancelable offenses. Uh, first one I wrote down, OMG, the assistant. The Yeah, mom's assistant caterer. Okay, so let's just quickly say that... So the mom, the mom has a catering business that she runs out of her house. And I actually did have a question on this, which was... So her catering business is run out of the house. Yes. In her regular, normal home kitchen yep. with a single oven, not even a double oven. No. And she's making multiple... Whole roast turkeys. Yes. For many groups of people that have hired her to cater their Christmas dinners. And that's also sort of the impetus behind their the chaos of the family because everyone's so busy. Mom's got her catering mm-hmm. business, dad's selling bones for Bowser.com yeah. in get, San Francisco. They get takeout for dinner because she's too busy cooking other people's meals. Yeah. And maybe the ultimate Christmas present is just them realizing that they need to slow down. Maybe. And be a family. Yeah. And that family is ultimately the most important also, thing. Also, mom's catering assistant, like... Oh, yeah. Sorry. I went off <laughs> a tangent. But yes, but let's But he has discuss. a family, right? Like, where... I don't know what the fuck is going on what? with that guy. Can we just briefly, without being offensive, try to unpack what his whole deal is? I, I don't know. They were trying to give him some angles, and they ended up with, like, a faux Indian accent... But he also has like a gay affectation. He kind of was giving me Martin Short in Father of the Bride. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like a really fake accent. Like a really confusing accent. But he was also brown. So I was like, what is happening? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was such a bizarre choice. It didn't need to be that extreme. It didn't need to be that at all. No, (laughs) this is very true. (laughs) Yeah, that was rough to see. Uh, Man, troubling. Yeah, is what I wrote. Uh, One cancelable offense that I have. So it's three days before Christmas. They don't have a Christmas tree up. Okay, so they they do make mention. So they're doing everything way late. Okay, like they were gonna gonna, that they were gonna go get a Christmas tree when the dad got back, which would have been on Christmas Eve. Okay, and I was curious. Like I assume that families must do that, but what a waste. What a waste. Like the whole point of a tree, like the tree is intended to have longevity, you yeah. know? Like yeah. if you get it on Christmas Eve, then it's, you're just dumping it like a week later. It's a, it's the Christmas season. Because you know? trees are expensive. Yes. So if you are going to be getting a tree, like a live tree, that's one thing, you know, they could, they could have a fake tree and just, just get it, just put it up. They specifically say they're going to go get a tree. Right. They're yeah. probably going to so, cut, cut down one of those one of those famous uh, L.A. pines, <laughs> <laughs> drag it home do, in the snow. They do. Um, they do make a tree out of a cactus that they have, they like do. a house plant, uh-huh. which I appreciated. I wrote that down. Very Texas of them. Yes. But yeah. I 
I don't know. That was a cancelable offense to me. I just don't understand. They had lights on the outside of the house, which mm-hmm. is strange that they didn't have any They interior. sort of half-assed Christmas. They did. They did. Yeah. If you ask um, me. But I know that, that like it's common for us to like, you know, decorate after Thanksgiving. It's like an after Thanksgiving tradition. I know that a lot of people's Christmas tradition starts with that. They start putting up stuff after Thanksgiving, like the weekend after. I mean, it's called the Christmas season for a reason. Yeah. But like... I also have this inkling that some people don't do that and they might actually start decorating and doing it all up like a week before even like, and that is just too late. Like, what are you doing? It just, I think that the issue, at least for me, is that decorating for Christmas is very time consuming. It is, but it it is also fun because you're like getting in the Christmas spirit. Right. I feel like Christmas sort of like by the time Christmas day rolls around, I'm sort of over it. Yeah. I'm like because the anticipation okay. is over. You well, know. and you know, it's like I'm, I've, I'm, I'm sort of maxed out on festiveness at that mm. point. You know, because mm-hmm. it's like we've been being festive for four weeks now. Yeah, and when you're an adult, Christmas Day is less and less exciting if you don't yeah. have kids yeah. or kids aren't around. Yeah, because that's really what's so exciting is like waking up on Christmas morning and right. going downstairs yeah. and seeing all the gifts. And for us, it's like the slow burn of Christmas season. Right. Like I enjoy Christmas season and then I get very stressed the week going into Christmas because we have to start traveling Mm -hmm. and the dog and everything is just, (laughs) you know? Yeah. (laughs) You feel me? I feel you. I also wrote down in cancelable offenses. These girls have literally ruined everything. Wow. And Sam's mom is forced to go work at the hospital because people can't get to work. Because people are getting hurt out there. So not only is Sam's dad dead, <laughs> Allie, who, by the way, I'm sorry, sucks. She does. I wrote that down. Allie sucks. Basically manipulated Sam into stealing this weather machine and making her feel like it was okay. Mm-hmm. And she also steals Sam's clothes and movies. And she's kind yeah. of a manipulative bitch. Yes. Yes. Like she Ellie is the cancelable offense of the She's this canceled. Movie. Yeah. She should be on the naughty list. Absolutely. And she should not get redeemed. No. I appreciated that Santa gave her grace, but she doesn't deserve it. She does not. Allie borrowed the Lion King from Samantha and didn't return it for six years. Yeah, what the fuck? She stole so, her clothes. I'd be so pissed. This movie came out in 2000. Lion King came out in 1994. That means that she has had the copy of the Lion King since the She's Lion King came out. She's been wearing that VHS out for years. God, if I was Sam, I'd just fucking leave. I mean, like... That, unfortunately, though, I think is a real, quote, friend dynamic when you're that age. Because usually if you're a little bit more, maybe a little less, like, outspoken and whatever yeah. whatever we want to call Allie. Sure. Is just kind of, like, white privileging her ass all over the place. Yeah. And taking advantage of Sam. And doesn't even realize it. No. and Doesn't realize anything. And she never really learns that lesson. Like the lesson she learns is that she was just like being mischievous and stealing things, which she shouldn't have not being really rude to her best friend and taking her clothes and movies. This is all, this is all correct. Preach. Ugh. And then what the last thing do? I wrote down in cancelable offenses is Spencer Breslin's bowl cut. <laughs> really bad. Everything yes. about him is bad, but especially the bowl cut is yeah. particularly egregious. I, I don't know. I saw that bowl cut and I didn't even think twice about it. I was like, yeah, that looks re- that looks like a kid. I mean, <laughs> it is not <laughs> it's not as as uncommon or bizarre haircut to have in this time. That's true. But it just looks so bad and it adds it to my level of infuriation about him in general. Like, this kid sucks. Fucking sucks. He's constantly complaining and he's got a shitty ass bowl cut. Get him out of here. <laughs> Bye. The only kid that I didn't hate Like, there's always, like, a younger sibling character that's annoying in these Disney movies. And the only one that wasn't annoying was the kid brother from Motocrossed. He was actually really cute and fun. And Um, he was very helpful. And very helpful. Yeah. He, like, saved the team, ultimately, because he had to rebuild that bike. He was the linchpin that put it all together. Yeah. In record time. Love that guy. Love that guy. Stan. So, what are we eating? They... They don't really do a ton of eating, but they do, they do a lot of cooking. A lot of cooking. The catering assistant. And the catering assistant is who didn't have a name either. Which no, is weird. he didn't have a name. Yeah. But there is a really funny sequence in which so when the girls first get the weather machine, they're testing out all the different components because there's 
there's rain and there's sun, I guess, and <laughs> clouds, snow, obviously. And also you can cause an earthquake to happen, which they do do right. like when they, like I said, first get hold of the weather machine yeah. and uh, they cause it to earthquake in the house. And we cut down to the mom and the catering assistant and you can't really tell like it's sort of nondescript like grocery items on the table. But in the foreground, there's just one big glass Pyrex and it's just full of water, <laughs> which I found to be really funny. Like put chicken stock in there yeah, or something else. Just a, a, a giant Pyrex full of water. For Maybe these. it was vodka. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what she needs. If so, blast off. <laughs> gang yeah I, I think that's really that's really all in terms of eating and then favorite moment i mean <laughs> not a ton of favorites here but i will start by saying when they drop the name of the movie not once but twice <laughs> i did not write that down but that's great yeah, yeah that's did. that's a favorite moment for me one that i had is mom and the weatherman have some kind of chemistry oh really you think yeah, I would love to see that play out. The weatherman comes over because he found out where the weather event started. So he went to the house. He meets the mom. They have this like exchange in the living room and she's like offering him coffee or whatever. And then she's like, how do you take it? Cream? Sugar? And he, they cut to him and he just goes, both. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, to, for me, that was like, he was trying to buy himself time to search for whatever was causing this weather event yeah. in the house. There was a moment where I felt like, oh, they have a, they have a little like, something. Because he does, he also pulls the the photo of her husband off of the mantle and is like, who's this? Who's this? And but throws he's, it. But he, he, it's ultimately he thinks that he's some sort of like spy and that the family is like, like, it's like the Americans, you know, they're like Russian spies all... That would plotting it. Plotting the demise of all of LA <laughs> County. Um yeah by way of manipulating the weather, which leads me to my other favorite moment when Edwin finally finds his calling as a meteorology teacher at the South Pole. And he is just absolutely having the time of his life. At Antarctica. Antarctica. (laughs) He's crushing it. And he's got his band of loyal uh, Nerds. nerds that all kind of look and sound like him and are just absolutely jacked up to learn yeah. more about the weather. It's a good ending. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, what was your favorite moment? My last favorite moment is Santa watching Allie from a surveillance TV. I was like, does Santa have CCTV? Yeah. <laughs> and He's spying on all of us and that's how he does it. The weird thing though is that, yeah, just thinking about the logistics of that, he just, I guess, has has cameras set up everywhere. He would. I mean, Santa is big brother. That's sort of the lore of yeah. Santa anyhow. He's always just creeping it sounds cool as a kid but as an adult you're like no thanks santa's a pedophile (laughs) (laughs) oh boy so let's talk about where they are now we'll start off with hallie hirsch who plays Allie. i didn't realize until i did the research that she's tom hanks's aunt annabelle in you've got mail whoa yeah Okay. Which is a movie I love dearly. Yeah. And I had not put two and two together, which is surprising because no. I feel like I'm usually pretty good at that. I'm, I still am not <laughs> putting it together. I'm like, what? <laughs> yes. But she, like a lot of our DCOM alums, has continued to do a lot of TV procedurals, etc. Her last credit is from 2020 in a movie called Chasing the Rain. The synopsis of the film on IMDb is mounting hardships threaten the life of a shy photographer and corner him into facing his unraveling secrets. Oh, what? Oh, no. <laughs> I just thought that was a really funny description. Do we need to watch this? Uh, I-, I feel like we talk about that a lot when I talk about the recaps. Like, there's always a movie that we're like, should we watch that? We will revisit this. Yeah. Like Stephen Tobolowsky was in a movie called Christian Mingle that I feel like we oh, should Oh, right. We, we should, should definitely watch that. Yeah. Okay. So Brenda Song, we covered her in Stuck in the Suburbs. So I kind of want to talk about the elves. Yes. Who we have not touched on at all. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so the elves are played by large, tall men. Yes. Also, the elves are pro-capitalism. We haven't really discussed that. <laughs> right. At all. They're trying to sell they're, their they're, wares. They're trying to monetize Christmas, which Santa's like, Christmas is a holiday, not a like 
not a sale or an event or something. Santa, you're wrong. He says something and they're like, bitch, (laughs) nah. (laughs) Christmas is capitalism. And I was like, yeah, you're right. But yeah, so the the goof of the elves, the elves rather, is that they're big, tall guys. They do have pointy ears, but they're not your classic, you know, small small framed high high pitched voice anti trope they're anti trope so that's like the whole teehee of them cuz they still are are silly and have elf like mannerisms or you know affectations but they're you know they have the ears and that's it um, so anyhow, John Thomas Saley, Sally, who plays Crumpet the Elf, is a former professional basketball player. That's right. He was the first player in NBA history to win championships with three franchises, as well as the first player in the NBA to win a championship in three different decades. Holy moly. That's so, a good stat. It's a good stat. And he has his own podcast and has a pretty legit IMDb, which is pretty fun to see. Oh, that's fun. Um, So he's done a lot of acting, which I, I appreciate. You know, follow your mm-hmm. dreams, follow your passions. And then lastly, William Fagerbake back. I don't know. Kind of a weird name. But he plays Sparky the Elf. He has 167 credits on IMDb. That's right. Does a ton of voice work and probably most notably known for voicing Patrick Starr in SpongeBob SquarePants. Cannot believe that. I looked that up while we were watching because I was like, I've seen this guy before, but I can't really place him. And then I saw that and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. We all know his voice. Yeah. And you can't really pick up on it in this movie. No, not really. He doesn't um, really say that much. No, he doesn't do a ton of yeah. a ton of talking. One- he, did, he did go, hmm. And then I was like... <gasps> Oh, that's very Patrick Starr. He's also a former athlete. So I think that was like the whole thing is like interesting. Cassie's big, tall, you know, buff guys to be. I didn't know this going in, but this bodes well for the recast. Okay. Because I have some bangers. I Okay. I have some bangers too. And I actually am going to be really mad if you pick the person that I've picked. Okay. So can I go first? Please. Okay. Well, I did. So I did Allie, Crumpet, and Sparky as my who would play them today. Okay. I did Allie, the elves, and I threw in a weatherman and a catering guy. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, so for Allie, I chose Miles McKenna from oh, the 2023 revamp of Goosebumps. Hell yeah. Um, This is a good choice. Something about him just kind of felt like the right that vibe. That feels right. And yeah. he's also kind of freckly with curly hair. So yeah, Miles McKenna for Allie. I love Allie. that. I love it. Um. And then for Crumpet, I chose Marshawn Lynch. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, man. All right. That's that's a lot better than mine. Oh, really? Okay. I was worried that you were going to choose Marshawn. No, 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 no. Because no. we've been engaging with a lot of Marshawn content lately. <laughs> and he, I was like, fuck yeah. Marshawn Lynch <laughs> is can we, can we just make this movie now? Give me Marshawn. <laughs> Give me Marshawn. If Give anyone knows how to contact him or has any info <laughs> on his people, we need to do a remake of the ultimate Christmas present with Marshawn Lynch <laughs> ASAP. Um, and then for Sparky, again, with the sports route, I went with Peyton Manning. <laughs> oh, that's wow. That's a good that's a good pair. Because he's really funny on SNL whenever yes. he does SNL. Yeah. He has, has he done a, it multiple times? I feel like he must have, but he's really funny. And he's I can very, see him being very funny with Marshawn. I just felt like what a dynamic duo. And it need, there needs to be more of the two of them in, in this yes. case. Yes. Uh, so more kind of focus on some of their, their hijinks. Uh, I need more of them at the North Pole. Marshawn and Peyton Manning yes. just fucking it up. Oh, man. <laughs> at the North Pole. This is great. <laughs> All right. So those are my selects. Very good. So for me, uh, for Allie, not a not as exciting of a pick, but I chose Sadie Sink of Stranger Things. Oh sure, we've she's she's no she's, she's no no pun intended no stranger she's to no the re- stranger to, to the recast. Yeah. yeah. For the catering guy, I liked Alex Newell from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Oh yeah, that's a good pick because I think Alex would be the catering character, but not what. The but catering not, character did, but you know? not like a weird person. I don't even know. Like, I, I don't even know how to describe the catering. It was assistant. so bizarre. It, it was, was very totally bizarre. out of left field. But I feel like Alex could take that and just do something with it. Do, do something really do something cool. Something like it. that felt very natural. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely of of the character versus just being a character of a thing. Very true. Yeah. All right. Okay. So for the elves, I have Giannis. I did 
I can never say his last name. I have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. They're both NBA players. So, you know, nice little parallel here. I have Giannis for one. Uh-huh. And I have Boban. Marjanovic. Marjanovic. I love Boban. Okay. So it's actually really funny that you picked him because I too almost picked him because oh. I literally Googled basketball players that are also actors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, I thought Boban was retired, but he's not. He's on the Rockets now. He used to be on the Dallas Mavericks for the past three years. And he's been in a handful of commercials that are running right now. So oh, okay. he's running in that goldfish commercial, you know, where he like sticks his whole <laughs> hand in there. That's Boban. I don't know that commercial. <laughs> Maybe. You know it. Okay. I'll That's what I you. got. All right. Great. I feel like I won. You definitely won. <laughs> I mean, Marshawn. That's a winner. I'm so surprised you didn't pick Marshawn. I know. I'm, I'm embarrassed I didn't even think of it. That's okay. That was like when you picked Shuti Katwa for um, <laughs> the imaginary best friend. Yeah. I was like, God damn it, Mike. I was like, yes. Crushed Fucking it. nailed that yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Quotes. Quotes. I'll start with an exchange between Sam and Allie, further reiterating the shittiness of Allie mm. as a friend. Yes. Allie says, trust me. Sam goes, anytime you say trust me, I wind up either in detention or in a missing persons list. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Red what, flag What much? are you getting into? Also, I just realized that the the catering assistant's name is Ruben. Okay. Because at one point, Ruben says, well, I better get home. I don't want to miss the excitement when the pipes burst. But do we only know that because of the closed captions? I knew that because I pulled this off of IMDb. Oh, thank you, IMDb. Mm-hmm. That's a small consolation. To Jennifer Love Hewitt, <laughs> who slipped on a patch of ice. <laughs> this is when the weatherman begrudgingly has to give like pop culture updates yeah. because his boss is like, you suck. You're boring. I hate you. The only reason why you still work here is because I'm married to your sister. And then they cut to a picture of the sister and it's literally that actor in a wig, which I was like, all right, uh, sure. Yeah. What do you think of when you hear bonesforbowser.com? <laughs> Dad, do you really yeah, think people no. are going to want to buy dog bones over the internet? Dad, you don't want to know what I think. <laughs> Bonersforbowser.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, make an accidental misspell on that uh, URL. <laughs> uh, at one point, Joey is like, he's guessing what Allie got him for Christmas. And he's like, you got me a football. <laughs> no, no, no. You got me a poster of the Laker girls. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Just like, cool it. And then this is my last one. I already said it, but I got to say it again. Santa, you are number 263 on my Los Angeles naughty girls list. <laughs> I, I think creep. like every movie has one line that we're both like, how did they make, like, how did that make that in there? <laughs> and then my key takeaway, don't fuck with Santa's shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Leave it alone. Okay. I have three takeaways. Okay. Number one, don't steal things. Don't steal things and don't peek on people. Don't, yeah. Voyeur. Don't just, don't just intrude on someone's Tres- cabin. Trespassing. Trespassing. Yeah. She went through the of garbage. Santa which of is, all people. Yeah. Number two, dads are absent and that's just the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not as much today, I think, culturally. Culturally, yes. Yeah. Dads are held to a higher standard as they, they should be. And yeah, we need to we need to hold dads to a higher standard and just a much higher standard than in 2000 when this movie came out. Yeah. Like if we ever have a kid, you must know what size their feet are. I will, because I will will be buying the shoes. Yeah. And you'll be a great dad. And number three, always use Evermary batteries if you want your battery powered devices to last at least 100 years. And if you want your devices to control the weather. Yes. Which, again, LOL, that 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 machine literally controlling the weather was just battery powered. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, did you try turning it off and then turning it back on? <laughs> <laughs> did you flip the switch twice? All right. Kid rating. Maybe I would have liked this like a seven out of ten. Wow. Um, really good. I think on rewatch, like a five, four and a half. Okay. I don't know. I just, it was fine. It was fine. My kid rating, I don't think I would have liked this type of movie as a kid. Yeah. So I give it a three out of 10. Wow. Yeah. I would have found it annoying, I feel like. My adult rating, oddly, hmm. is higher. Okay. It's a this four. is the first. Yes. It's a four out of 10. And 
in the tradition of dumb Christmas movies, I really liked it for that. I think it helps having the context of other bad, dumb Christmas movies. Yeah. And this... In terms of the idea is interesting, you know, like Santa has a weather machine. He summers in California, <laughs> in, in a LA cabin. in yeah. particular. Yeah. In a cabin in remote wooded LA. And or in Compton, potentially. According to Zillow, in a 750 square foot house in Compton. Santa in Compton is a movie in and of itself. Oh, we should look that up. Maybe there is one. Yeah, maybe. And in the spirit of dumb Christmas movies, I'm totally into it. So yeah, four out of ten. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's then a first. So I know we've talked in previous podcasts about doing kind of like a bracket or like a power ranking Mm. or best of, but now that we're, you know, we're how many deep? 11? We've recorded 11. We've recorded 11. So far, just in the spirit of Christmas, what's been your favorite experience? Well, let's let's look. So I would say Phantom of the Megaplex with Chris Pretzel was just fun because I learned a lot. We talked about movies. It's a movie about movies. And we love movies. And we love movies. And Chris worked at a movie theater and he talked about all of that. And that and was really And we didn't really know fun. that going into it. So that I was no an, idea. an added like surprise element that fun. really added to the content. That stood out to me as like, oh man, that was cool. Because we got some unexpected stuff. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, one of my, my favorite records and also just like, I think it was one of the funnier ones just because there was so much weird content to talk about was mm. Don't Look Under the Bed. Yeah. Yeah, that was really fun. I mean, all of them have been really fun. I've been having a lot of fun doing this. I love that. Yeah. And... So let's just keep going. It's a fun exercise for us. Yeah. Uh, It's a nice little hobby. And hopefully for all of you who are listening, it's been fun to listen to us talk bullshit about movies that you probably haven't revisited in years. (laughs) But I recommend you do. Yes. So would you recommend this to... To somebody, if you're like, hey, if you want to just add on like another like mid, you know, Christmas yes. movie, would you I would say-, say if you're looking for a dumbass Christmas movie, but you're tired of a bunch of like adults doing adult things like on, the like, same Hallmark tropes. Hallmark, yeah. I would fire this up. Yeah. I'd recommend this. Again, it's it's less than 90 minutes. It's an easy watch. Easy. Um, it's a little kooky. It's a little silly. It's a little, Santa's a it's creep. It's a little naughty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, just do it. Great. Well, I'm I'm glad that we we watched this. It is very festive. I feel like we are now in a festive mood. Yes. And ready to I was gonna say ready to get hard for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I will not say that. I will say something better. Okay. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. No. <laughs> no, I have become a Santa of myself, <laughs> ultimately. Um and This year, folks, I hope you get your ultimate Christmas present. And with that, thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you. (laughs) And we'll see you next time when we talk about something else. All right. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, Santa. Decom Decoded is produced by Liz Matajasic and Mike Mitro. Follow us on Instagram at decom underscore decoded. Decoded.